Welcome in episode 123, our conference championship weekend edition of What's Right with Nick Wright, our weekly gambling show. Last week we went two and two. We should have gone three and one. Our streak of being on the right side, our streak of not having losing weeks continues. Two and two is nothing to write home about, but there's only four games. We and well, let's just go through them right now before we get to this weekend's picks. Which you guys, if you've been listening to this show throughout the year, you probably know this weekend's picks. So our playoff record's now six and four. Our season record fifty six fifty two and two, which does not sound great, but if you know what we were looking like around week fifteen, you know what a heater we're on. Cincinnati plus five and a half at Buffalo. We told you they'd win outright. We told you they were the better team. That was proven out. San Francisco minus three and a half against Dallas. That game, as we discussed on Monday, went about as hilariously as everyone could predict it would. Giants plus seven and a half at Philly was flatly the wrong side of that bet. But if you remember last Friday's show, I said that was the game I felt the least confident. That was the game that I was just like, ah, divisional game, I'll grab the points. I We weren't sure how healthy Jalen was going to be, but there was a chance the game was going to go exactly the way it did which is it gets out of hand early and Philly rolls all over them. And then there's Kansas City minus eight and a half against Jacksonville. Now that did not cover, but that is flatly and clearly was the right side of the bet. Because in order for that to not cover by a point and a half, you needed Mahomes to get hurt, Mahomes to, when he came back in, be incredibly hampered due to injury, and then the Chiefs, to fail to pick up consecutive third and ones that would have allowed them to essentially salt the game away. Even though all of that happened, it was still Chiefs winning by 10 with less than a minute remaining. Then the Jags, to their credit, did do the smart thing, kick the field goal so you can then attempt the onside and the Hail Mary. They got the field goal. They didn't get the onside and the Hail Mary. So we feel fine about how we did last week. But not nearly as great as how we could feel about this week if we end up nailing these two games. Because, well, Demonze, I'll welcome you in now, and I'll let you discuss what has been the underlying story of this entire gambling season, our preseason Super Bowl bet. Go right ahead. Yeah, so before we get into your picks for this week, uh, let's talk about your big Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it in the first show. I yeah. We're going to show a... Uh, oh, we have a clip? All right, let's watch the clip. clip. For you guys. My Super Bowl pick is Chiefs-Niners. If you bet the Chiefs to win the AFC and the Niners to win the NFC, it's a rematch, by the way, Super Bowl from a few years ago, that is plus 5,000, 50 to 1. Demonze, there's four teams left. The Eagles are left. The Bengals are left. And who are the other two teams remaining? The 49ers and the Chiefs. So we are as close as we can get to hitting that 50 to one. Now you go right ahead. Yeah. So you obviously called that back when the first episode of this particular show aired. Yeah. Can you walk September us second? Yep. Can you walk us through your thought process and what made you choose this particular bet? Okay. So why did I like the chiefs and the Niners before the year? So we'll start with the chiefs. I thought a number of things were happening. One is I thought people were way overvaluing the AFC West. Now, listen, I thought the Chargers were good enough to make the conference championship game, and maybe they would have been. 
They they obviously got absolutely annihilated by injuries, and they still found a way into the playoffs, were up 27-0 in their playoff game. But I thought the Raiders were not going to be very good, and I thought the Broncos were hilariously overvalued. Additionally, what I did get wrong was I thought the Bengals were going to take a bit of a step back. Now, it looked like that was correct at the beginning of the season. I had the Bengals making the playoffs, making it as a wild card team. Uh, the Bengals have been, you know, obviously one of the hottest teams in the league ever since the opening month of the season. But the other part of it was there was real value on the Chiefs because everyone was anointing the Buffalo Bills. And so the Chiefs were not the overwhelming favorites within their division. They weren't the favorites at all. They were the favorites in their division, but not overwhelming as they had been in years past. You could get plus money on them to win their division, meaning they were the favorites for the AFC West, but Chiefs versus the field, they were an underdog according to the money on it. And then there was the Bills that were treated like this unstoppable juggernaut that I just simply did not buy into. So for all of those reasons, plus the fact I thought the market was slightly overstating the impact of Tyree Kill being gone, and I knew, I now, to be fair, I didn't pick the Chiefs to be the one seed. I, I thought they were going to have to play a road playoff game or two for the first time in the Mahomes era, but I knew what their plan was on defense in playing all these young players, half dozen rookies getting significant snaps, and the idea then would be by the end of the year, by games 15, 16, 17, 18, those rookies are no longer really rookies, and the defense could be peaking at just the right time, and I knew Mahomes would be fine. And to be honest, that is exactly what happened. The Bills were frauds. The AFC West was not the greatest division ever. And the Chiefs defense now sits here today, second in the NFL in sacks, the most pressures of any team in the league outside of Dallas, and the most quarterback hits of any team in the league outside of Dallas with these young players coming into their own. And the Chiefs offense led the league in points and led the league in yards. So that was the Chiefs side of the bet. Then there's the Niners' side of the bet. The Niners' bet was uh, essentially a two-fold bet. The first one was, I looked around the NFC, and I did not believe in the Eagles the way everyone else seemed. They were the trendy team. We talked about it. People are talking about they, they could be the one seed. And I said, I listen, I reluctantly picked them to win their division, but I did not think they would be a 14-3 and team. Well, they were a 14-3 and team, and could have been better than that, if we're being totally honest. They were, what, 13-1, and one, and then Jalen got hurt. So I missed on the Eagles. But the rest of it, what was our favorite preseason win total? Bucks under 11.5. I didn't look at the Bucks as a real contender. The Packers, to me, missed their window. I didn't look at the Packers as a real contender. The Rams, we knew that... There, we didn't know Stafford was going to get hurt, but he did go into the year with an elbow injury. We knew they'd miss Von Miller. We knew they'd miss Odell. So the Rams, to me, were not a dynamite contender. So now we're really only down to a handful of teams as far as who could win the NFC. And the Niners, it wasn't that I thought Trey Lance yes. 
was going to instantly come in and be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo, statistically, is one of the worst playoff quarterbacks ever. He has played six career playoff games. He has four touchdowns. He has six interceptions. He has a passer rating of 74. He is the worst postseason fourth quarter fourth quarter quarterback ever. A passer rating of less than 20 in his career in the postseason in the fourth quarter. And so my logic there was the Niners, by the end of the season, are going to have better quarterback play than they'd had at any point during the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Now, that ended up being true, but it wasn't because of Trey Lance. It was because of Brock Purdy. But Brock, Mike, Kyle Shanahan has coached eight playoff games with the Niners. The two best quarterbacking performances that he's gotten have been the two Brock Purdy games. So I loved the Niners' defense, loved D'Amico Ryans. We said it on the show before the year. Now he's the new head coaching candidate. Loved their skill position, guys. And I thought Trey Lance was going to add a dynamic to the offense as far as quarterback run game that Shanahan's offense would be just utterly devastating with. Now, that never came to fruition. The guy played five quarters and broke his leg. but And then Jimmy G came in. And once they traded for McCaffrey after the Chiefs game, they were rolling. And then I think the best thing that could happen to him was Jimmy G goes out. And I don't think Purdy's great. I don't even know if Purdy's good, but Purdy is not a terrible playoff quarterback the way Jimmy G has been. The NFC's wide open. Now, what did I say when I was explaining this whole thing? My two big misses were underrating the Eagles mm-hmm. and underrating the Bengals. I had them both making the playoffs. I had neither of them as actual Super Bowl contenders. Either one of those teams could, of course, ruin my 50-1 to one bet but and the so but you've got a chance to be responsible and hedge it. I don't hedge bets. I don't. I'm not hedging you. You. I would be. This is a do as I say, not as I do type of thing. If if you had this future writing, I would be hassling you on a daily basis, trying to convince you to hedge it. But. Yeah, I was about to say, I can't afford to not have 16000 in my bank account. Well, even if it were, <laughs> think, let's say you made a $100 bet and it was to win 5000 You know what I mean? Instead of a $1,000 bet to win 50000 yeah. If it was a $100 bet to win 5000 and you right now could get 1500 out of it, I would be strongly encouraging you to take it. I don't know if you would. would bring it back down to my scale. Well, I, uh... What do you think you would do? Because you made a hundred dollar bet before, so yeah. let's say you made a hundred dollar future, and it was fifty to one, and you now the the little cash out option says fifteen hundred. What are you doing? I th- I think I'm sticking with it. Okay, let me ask this. We're watching the game Sunday. The Niners win the early game. Now the cash out option is twenty four hundred. All it's either going to and so you can either click yes or it's going to be zero or it's going to be five thousand. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you think? Hey man, I'm hoping Joe Burrow gets banged up early. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The, I wouldn't pray for injury, but I, I definitely think I'd still have to, especially if the 49ers were to win early. I couldn't see myself now. I, this happened to me earlier in the early in the year. 
What happened? With a parlay, and it was like the the uh, it was the Packers playing the Bills, I think. Oh yeah, and, um, you had yeah. the Packers plus yeah ten plus, and a half yeah, or eleven, like that. Yeah. and the Bills were cr- it was Sunday Night Football. Yeah, the Bills were crushing them, and then the Bills ended up having a terrible second half, and the Packers ended up yeah they losing covered twenty seven seventeen. Yeah, it was a uh, miraculous cover, but you didn't cash out of that one. No, I, and if you remember during that one. When the bills went up huge early, your cash yeah, out option like 14 was fourteen. Yeah, it was no, it was nothing. It was terrible. All right, let's get into these games. San Francisco is getting two and a half points at Philadelphia. Unlike the Chiefs line, which has moved all over the place, this line has been quite static. Demonte, go ahead. Well, Jalen Hurts' season and it, this season and tw- is a twenty and three as a favorite in his career. Sorry, yeah, he's, and he's fifteen and one overall uh, uh, this season as far as just straight up wins. Go ahead. Right, four four rookie quarterbacks have ever been in cha- four, four rookie quarterbacks have ever been in a championship game. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, Sean King, all zero and four straight up. Yeah, so that doesn't none of those factors really bother me here so let's go through those rookie quarterbacks that we're talking about mark sanchez joe flacco ben roethlisberger sean king so we're talking about the jets of the late 2000 aughts the ravens of the mid 2000s the steelers of the same era and then the bucks of Late 90s, okay? Yeah, Sean King 20-some years ago. So all of those teams were trying to win games 13-10, to 17-14. They were trying to win purely on their def- the strength of their defense. So, yes, the rookie quarterbacks, it would have been nice if they could make plays, but those guys really hadn't been making plays all year. And those were defensive-oriented teams. The Niners have the best defense in football. And since they got Christian McCaffrey, and hell, forget that, since Brock Purdy took over, one of the highest-scoring offenses in football. They didn't show that against Dallas. And Dallas has a very good defense, similar to Phillies, by the way. But they certainly did show it against Seattle. Now, what is concerning is Brock Purdy on the road in the playoffs for the very first time. That is concern. But I'm going to tell you what I didn't like from Philadelphia this weekend. Now, they played great, and Jalen was excellent, and the defense was excellent. There's not a many you know holes to poke in their performance. At the end of the first quarter, you're beating up the Giants. who The Giants were not a good team this year. Congrats to them for making the divisional round, but that's not a great team. The, like, Sky Cam showed Nick Sirianni, and he looked straight into the camera and did oh, this the, whole, like, I know mean, what I'm doing. Mean, no, no, no. That was different. That I actually didn't mind when he ran down to the pylon and yelled at the ref, and he said, I, I'm allowed to be down here. I know what the bleep I'm doing. This was him looking into the camera and doing one of these. Like, like, yeah, we, we're, we're those guys. Right. 
And I felt, hmm, maybe, maybe believe in the hype a little too much for a team that didn't finish the year great and now in their first playoff game played a team that was, by any advanced metric, by anything, one of the very worst teams to make the postseason by record, by eye test, by advanced metrics. You then have a Niners team that I feel like has had members of this coaching staff working on this exact matchup for probably six weeks. The Niners, who knew they were winning that division for a long time and who knew this was going to be the team they had to get through. Now, you can say the same thing about Philadelphia, that they have been working on the Niners. But I would argue harder to game plan for the Niners because of their positional versatility, because there's less film on Purdy available, and because of the Shanahan offense. I think the Niners can win, not I think, I know the Niners can win a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game. I don't know that I believe that Philadelphia can shut down the, the Niners, Niners like off. The Niners can shut down the Eagles. Correct. And now the road part of it is concerning. And there, it, listen, Brock Purdy is likely turning into a pumpkin at some point in the next few weeks. Is he going to be on the road in Philadelphia, one of the most hostile environments in the league? Maybe. But I also think Shanahan's going to try to coach around having to put Brock Purdy in those spots. Also, let me be honest here, not just because of the bet on the San Francisco side, but I am pretty pot committed to not fully believing in Philadelphia, so I might as well keep that going. I'd love getting three here. Getting two and a half is something. I'm going to be betting the, well, I'm going to be essentially betting the Niners on the money line just to begin with. I'll take the Niners plus two and a half. So those four teams that we talked about earlier with the four rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. uh, They all had top three defenses. Yeah. Tampa had the number three defense in 1999. Pittsburgh had the number one defense in 2004. Yep. The Ravens had the number three defense in 2008. And the Jets had the number one defense in 2009. Yeah, so that and the Niners have a top three defense this year. The point that I'm making is what those teams have in common with this Niners team is a great defense. What those teams don't have in common with this Niners team is an explosive offense. And the Niners, because of McCaffrey, because of Debo, because of Ayuk, because of Kittle, they have a very explosive offense. And we talked last week about how they can put McCaffrey, Juszczyk, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo on the field, and you don't know what formation they're going to be in. They can be in five wide, they can be in two tight end, they can be in two running back, and it is very, very difficult to match up with them. Also, I know Lane Johnson's back, and and he came back from that injury and he looked good against the Giants. I wonder how that groin injury is going to play with Nicky Bosa screaming around the edge on it. So for all those reasons, I like San Francisco. Next game. Pray for Brooke. Next game, Demaze. Uh All right, so we got Kansas City plus one versus mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Yeah, and so let, let, me, let me talk about this line for a minute because by the time people hear this, my guess is it'll actually be a pick 'em. 
So it opened Chiefs minus two and a half. It instantly, within minutes, went to Chiefs minus one and a half. By the next morning, by Monday morning, it was Chiefs plus one and a half. By Tuesday afternoon, it was Chiefs plus two and a half. So it went from Kansas City minus two and a half at, at the instant open to Kansas City minus one and a half very quickly thereafter, then through the zero all the way to Cincinnati minus two and a half. It has now, since Mahomes practiced, it has now moved to Kansas City plus one and a half to plus one, and it looks like it's going to end up being a pick em, if not Chiefs favored by a point by kickoff, but we'll see, but go ahead. All right, uh, the, the Bengals are getting 70% of the bets as road favorites. Yeah. You got to love that. Yep. Uh, Mahomes will be a home dog for only the second time in a, for the second time ever. Yep. Lost to Buffalo as a home dog this year. Mm-hmm. At what number would you take the Bengals? Plus 20, plus 25. Okay, well, listen, I wouldn't be ta- the I wouldn't be taking the the Bengals just out of principle. I don't think this is a great game. I don't think this is a game that comes down to the final possession. Well, you think it's one of these teams is going to blow the other team out? Or well, I think a bad game. I think the Chiefs are going to be in firm control of this game. That's interesting. I think that there's a lot going into the smoke on the Bengals right now. One is people were legitimately concerned about Mahomes' health. I understand that. But I think he's going to be okay. I saw him jogging around the practice field. I don't think he's going to be 100%. He's got a but couple more days. The guys, the the fact that he was a full participant in practice, not limited, but a full participant, is very, very positive. Go ahead. So can you, like, I know you can't, like, uh, like lie on those types of things, but, like, could you, like, fudge it a little bit, like, saying he was a full participant, but really, like, he was there the whole time. He was moving around, but, like, Yes. still kind of not practicing. You, you could you could would. get in trouble for it, but you could because the media is not there for the whole practice. Right. But when the media was there, we have video of him jogging and looking fine. Yeah. And he wasn't in a walking boot or any of that stuff. So there's that. Here's another stat that I think will blow people's minds. And we talked about it a lot on the Thursday pod. Joe Burrow was 5-1 and one in the postseason. The Bengals have been this dominant postseason team. Clutch, Joe Cool, all of it. In their six postseason games, do you know how many offensive touchdowns they have? I'm sorry. I I, I left out a very oh, important part to, of that. Back to the def- the turnover luck. No, the well, hold on. In in their in the Bengals six postseason games, how many fourth quarter off because Joe Burrow is the, the Mr. Clutch, all of it. How many fourth quarter playoff touchdowns do you think they have? Fourth quarter offensive playoff touchdowns, because we all saw Sam Hubbard with two. The fumble six. In the six games, you think they have two? The answer is zero. Zero. Okay. So the Bengals, who again, I give massive credit to and I give massive credit to Burrow. I think people are slightly misremembering how they've won their games. So let's go through all of them before we talk about them coming to Arrowhead, which the 
players on the Bengals, not Joe, but the other ones, are calling Burrowhead because he won there one time. Okay? Their first playoff game ever against the Las Vegas Raiders. They had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. They added a field goal, and they escaped with a 7-point win after Derek Carr refused to throw the ball into the end zone. They scored three fourth-quarter points in that game. Against the Tennessee Titans, it was tied going into the fourth quarter. They scored zero points that entire fourth quarter until with 20 seconds left, Ryan Tannehill threw one of the worst picks you've ever seen right around midfield, and they ended up kicking a field goal at the gun. So that is now six fourth quarter points. Against the Chiefs, it was tied going into the fourth quarter. They kicked one field goal in the fourth quarter, and then, of course, obviously kicked a field goal in overtime. But that is now nine fourth quarter points. Against the Rams, they had a 20-16 to 16 lead going into the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl and scored zero points. Against the Ravens, that game going into the fourth quarter was tied 17-17. Tyler Huntley fumbled. Sam Hubbard returned it. And that was their only points of the fourth quarter. And against the Buffalo Bills, they were up 24-10 going into the fourth quarter added a field goal, and that was it. So, they have been excellent defensively during this playoff run. The turnover stuff is historic. I think it's now 13-3. to The turnovers, or it's 13-3 or 14-3 or 12-3, something like that. Forced turnovers. Forced turnovers to turnovers given up. And the the defense has been unbelievable. And Burrow has been clutch on third and longs, particularly early in the games. However, with all that said, they have never scored 28 points in a playoff game. They have never scored a fourth quarter offensive touchdown. They are averaging as a team two points, or aside from the Hubbard play as an offense, I should say, two points per fourth quarter. So the Bengals' unstoppable offense, not exactly true. Now we talk about this. The story going into the Bills game was, man, down three offensive linemen. Bills couldn't take advantage of. What did I tell you earlier about the Chiefs? Second league in sacks and pressures and quarterback hits. The single best interior defensive lineman in football since Aaron Donald had down here. Plays for the Chiefs and Chris Jones. Now, it's a weird. Chris Jones has zero playoff sacks in his career. Why is that? Well, because he's always getting double teamed, which is why Frank Clark is has the fourth most playoff sacks in NFL history coming around the edge. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of that defense, offensive line. I think the Chiefs, we forget, it. The, the Bengals did not look like they were in the Chiefs' class in the AFC Championship game last year before Mahomes made that mistake at halftime and then kind of short-circuited the rest of the way what the only truly bad playoff performance of his career. The first time these two teams met, the Chiefs had a fourth quarter lead and were driving to essentially, I think, salt the game away. And of all people, Travis Kelsey fumbles the football and the Bengals end up winning the game, holding on. Then after they score their touchdown, 
Andy Reid makes a bad decision, I feel like, taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands, kicking a field goal. They missed the field goal. Bengals salt the game away. The Chiefs are better than them. Mahomes, as great as Burrow is, Mahomes is better than Burrow. It is at Arrowhead. And if you believe, as I think most people do at this point, that Mahomes has a real chance to be not one of the greatest players ever, but has a real chance to be the greatest player ever. This is the type of game and the type of moment that the greatest players ever add to their legend. Not at 100%, a chance for redemption against the team that knocked you out last year and prevented you from going to three straight Super Bowls. At, you know, on an injured ankle, goes out there and deals. So I, listen, we're going to do exotics later. The Chiefs minus six and a half might be on a card I have. The Chiefs minus nine and a half might be on a card I have. I think the Chiefs look great. I think Pacheco has a big game. And I I think Kadarius Toney has a big game. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl. So there it is. Kansas City plus one. San Francisco plus two and a half. Take a quick break. Play a quick game with you guys. That's next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. Championship Weekend Gambling Show. We gave you the Niners plus two and a half, the Chiefs to win. That line's going to be moving. We we told you we thought it might be a pick em, line moving all about, but the, those are our bets. And now we're going to play a game, and I have a feeling I'm going to be annoyed by it, but we'll see. Yeah. Demonze, go right ahead. All right, so we're about to play a new game uh, in honor of the second or the Conference final? Yeah, conference championship yeah. weekend. Uh, we're going to call it Hammer Pass Fade. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you three bets, and you will tell me which one we should absolutely hammer, which we should pass on, and which we should fade and, and go against. Case. Okay, good. Got it. So this first one we got is called the Exotic Hedges. Uh-huh. So obviously you have your 50-1 to 1 Chiefs 49ers bet. Mm-hmm. While you're not hedging, there's a few ways to sort of hedge. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Joe Burrow for Super Bowl MVP at plus 350. 
Jalen Hurts for Super Bowl MVP at plus 300, or Cincy to beat Philly in the Super Bowl at plus 500. Okay. You can't fade them all. All right. Listen, guys. First, I, I put those back on the screen. I will give you, I, I will play along to a degree. If I were going to bet one of these, it, I would be the hammer would be Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl MVP. The, the pass would be Joe Burrow, Super Bowl MVP. And the fade going against it would be Cincinnati over Philly because I don't think Cincinnati, with their offensive line issues, could handle either the Niners or the, or the Eagles come the Super Bowl. However... This is one of the many reasons you you don't hedge. I don't hedge because I'm a gambler. But one of the many things people do wrong is think they're hedging and they're not. None of those are effective hedges, guys. So let's just paint this scenario. Okay. What if the Eagles win and the Chiefs win and Mahomes wins the Super Bowl? Now I've lost my 50 to 1 bet. And I've lost this dumb bet you guys made me do. That those are not effective public, hedges. Public defend it. I'm not public defending <laughs> your guys' a, a, a lunacy on not understanding the way. If I wanted to hedge out of my bet, it's very very simple. I put a few thousand dollars on the Philadelphia Eagles money line, and then if they if the if they win, my bet is dead and I win that few thousand dollars. If they lose, I then put $10,000 on the Bengals' money line. If they win, my bet is dead, and I've now won, you know, seven, eight grand. And if they lose, now instead of winning 50, I've won like 38 because I lost a couple thousand on the first hedge and the 10,000 on the second hedge. That's the way you would hedge if you wanted to, not by placing exotics where you might lose both. Next. All right, so this one's called two touchdown scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so K- Christian McCaffrey for two touchdowns is at plus 500. Travis Kelsey for two touchdowns is at plus 600. Uh, Ch- uh, Chase. Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Sorry, Jamar Chase for two touchdowns is at plus 650. All right. I don't love any of these, actually. They're not good enough odds for m- my purposes. But. If I were going to bet one, it'd be Christian McCaffrey. I would pass on Kelsey, and I would fade Chase. That one went exactly how I thought it'd go. Yeah, if I were going to do it. Now, there is someone I do like as a prop bet to score a couple touchdowns. McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah. But he wasn't listed there, but go right ahead. All right, so all goes, we call this an all goes right. If you have a huge day Sunday, it's because at least one of these things happened. Pick one to hammer. Mahomes over 350 passing yards at plus 500. McKinnon for two plus touchdowns at plus 1,300. Eagles team total under 23 and a half at plus 100. Okay, so I would, the McKinnon 13 to one for two touchdowns, it would be the one that I'd be hammering. Not because it's the most likely, it's 13 to one, but I think there's the most value there. I, I, I don't mind the Mahomes over 350 passing yards, but the thing is this. Mahomes throwing for 350 says it's a back-and-forth 
highly, you know, tightly contested game. Mahomes got to throw a lot or the Chiefs are losing by a lot. Right. I don't think either one of those things is going to happen. So I would pass on that. And I would fade if I had to the Eagles team total under because I think that Eagles Niners game might be high scoring. I don't love that one, but that that's where I would be on it. Yeah, the way what? you're talking about this Chiefs Cincinnati game is crazy. Like how Why? you don't think it's going to be a back and forth game. Do you not know the history between these two teams? I know the Chiefs were up by 14 points at the end of the season last year, and Cincinnati came back and won. I know the Chiefs were up by 18 points in the AFC Championship game. Mahomes short circuited, and the Bengals came back and won. Uh, did I say the Chiefs came back and won the first time? The Bengals won the uh, all of them, obviously. And I know the Chiefs were up by seven in the game in Cincinnati, and the Bengals came back and won. I also know the Bengals are calling Arrowhead, Burrowhead. Joe Mixon's talking all that trash. Eli Apple's talking all that trash. And the Chiefs have the greatest player in the history of the sport at home, and he's, and he's never lost. He has lost three playoff games ever, one with five backup offensive linemen to the Bucs in the Super Bowl and two AFC championship games in overtime. The, I'm, I think you're just riding on the fact that they got the, that offensive line all banged up. I think that's what you're... Well, the reason Mahomes on. doesn't have two rings is because of offensive line injuries. <laughs> that stuff matters. Next. All right, this one's highest scoring team on Sunday. We'll leave out Cincinnati because we know you're not taking that one. Uh, Eagles plus 230, Chiefs plus 310, the Niners at plus 400. I would hammer the Chiefs. I would consider betting the Niners, but I'll pass on it, and I'll fade the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles can't be the most high, the highest scoring team if I think they're losing. That would be a hard one. All right, l- next. All right, crazy odds. Non-quarterback to throw a pass in either game, plus 1,500. McCaffrey, first touchdown and 49ers to win, plus 900. Hold on. Hold on. That non-quarterback to throw, that's not to throw a passing touchdown. That's just, just to, to throw, throw a pass. pass. I was thinking that. Like, I'm, Okay, all right, go ahead. Uh, and then DeMonze to hit any parlay, plus 150,000. All right. I like the thinking McCaffrey whether they, bet. Whether to hammer on. I like the McCaffrey bet. McCaffrey, first touchdown, Niners to win. Yep. The non, so there is a great Super Bowl bet that you'll enjoy, DeMonze which is over under two and a half people to throw a pass. So that means non-quarterback or so back other person to throw the Yeah, it, it, yeah. So, right. But so that can be because of a trick play or there's a quarterback injury and a guy comes in. But I would hammer McCaffrey. I would pass on DeMonze hitting the parlay. Thanks. I'm not fading it. I'm just passing <laughs> on it. <laughs> And I am going to fade the non-quarterback throw pass because this does, the Chiefs the, never have non-quarterbacks throw passes. Never. Uh, and the other teams are going to ride with their quarterbacks. And the, the Niners, Debo and Ayuk would be the guys, and they don't throw passes. These aren't the teams to do it. In the Super Bowl, that's a fun bet to make. All right. I've got a single-game parlay for you. We'll do that as we wrap up the gambling show next. What's right? With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, 
keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up, delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. Welcome back in episode 123, Conference Championship Weekend Gambling Show. Uh, all right, here's the deal. As we are recording this show on Thursday, as predicted, the line has moved. So we put in the Chiefs plus one. We did we did it, though, you know, in the A block, all of that. Right now, our friends at Fox Bet have the Chiefs at minus one. I said that I thought by the time people heard this, it would be a pick em. I don't think they want this game to land on a pick em. I think they want it to land on mine. So it might fluctuate a bit. But money coming back in on the Chiefs. Here are the bets that I, I, I... I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know what I'm putting in because I'm so pot committed on the 50 to 1. Yeah. But let's say the yes. Eagles lose. I'm sorry, the Eagles win. And the 50 to 1 is dead. I will be putting in Kansas City minus six and a half at plus 200 and Kansas City minus nine and a half at uh, plus 290. I am putting though, I will be putting those in, and I am also going to strongly recommend the following. Okay. Pacheco. Over 50 and a half rushing yards. Mahomes over 282 and a half uh, passing yards. I'm trying to build this uh, player to score anytime. Where's anytime touchdown score? There we go. TD score. Where is my guy? Jarek McKinnon to score a touchdown. Kadarius Toney to score a touchdown. Those four bets, McKinnon to score, Tony to score, Mahomes over 282 and a half, and Pacheco over 50 and a half. That right there is 27 to 1. Will they let me parlay that with minus six and a half? Uh, they will. It only puts it at 4164. Let me see. Hmm, hold on. All right, here's what we're putting in. Pacheco over 50 and a half. Mahomes over 282 and a half. McKinnon to score a touchdown. 
Kadarius Tony to score a touchdown and the Chiefs minus two and a half, it's 34 to one. That is our single game parlay for this Chiefs game. We are not putting one in for the Niners Eagles game. And then Demonze, I know you've got one final offer for me, my friend. Yes, last chance to edge. Uh, so we got Super Bowl matchup, Eagles over Bengals or Bengals over Eagles at plus 500. What do you think I'm going to say to that? Well, you're probably going to stick to what you've been saying. Yeah. That's why it's an offer. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> and by I am not hedging this bet. We've spent an hour today explaining why I'm not hedging this bet. Now, what I will tell you is this. From an emotional just wreck standpoint. It is not great for me that the Chiefs game is the second game. I would prefer the Chiefs game be the first game. But yeah, the bet. fact that <laughs> the Niners could come in and then I, if the Chiefs lose, I lose out on the 50,000. I have to deal with so much trash talking for the next year. It would, there's nothing I could do about it until the Chiefs play the Bengals again in the playoffs. Who knows when that would happen? All the shit I'll take from people uh, with the TV show, all of it. I'm going to be a mess Sunday. Luckily, I think the Chiefs are going to handle their business quite well. Okay. Kansas City is going to win. The Niners are going to win. And that Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl exacta is going to be an all-time wager. That we're speaking into existence. That's what's going to happen. So we got another offer. Yeah. Uh, black and Miles consumed on Sunday over under one and a half. Oh, I never... It'll be under, but it'll be exactly one. And it will either be stressed out and upset or celebratory on IG Live. Should be fun. Talk to you guys on Monday. Enjoy championship weekend.